0: previously on Call Casters. The team dealt with some heavy stuff. After taking care of a personal matter, they took down a giant hamster attacking Pear HQ. Then, after a call from Linda, they found out Mister escaped from prison and put a price on their heads. That price being the lives of the entire city of Kellyburg. Team Nebula ran to the only safe place they could think of, a small quote-unquote abandoned subway station that was home for Lucky Jack and some displaced youth. After a rough night of sleep, Kala and Dar finally showed up and invited them on a trip through time. Gleam, you walked through the time portal and immediately... When you walked through, you could not get a good footing and you fell and you are falling. And as you're falling, you're twisting around and you don't know what's up or down yesterday, tomorrow. It's super confusing. And you see all of these images flash past you and you're starting to feel nauseous and all of that until you land on a sidewalk. And when you land on the sidewalk, you notice a few things. One, Violet Avenger is there. and two a slightly younger version of you is there. You hear the Violet Avenger yelling at a man lying on the ground who is in a lot of fear, is panicking, is trying to back away from you. And you hear Violet Avenger say, all you need to do is give us the information. If you don't give us the information, you pay the price. Do you understand? And as he's saying this, young gleam has his bow and arrow pointed at him and going back and forth gleam isn't talking a lot he looks a little bit nervous uh he looks like it may be his first time and honestly you can look and remember that this is probably your first time that you really like beat up a guy for information with Violet avenger right okay and you are pointing the arrow at him and you hear the Violet avenger say gleam Do it. Don't kill him, but do it. And you remember something, Gleam. He told you not to kill him, and you didn't try to, but you did. At this moment, time starts to slow down a little bit, and you feel like you might have a chance to change this point in time. Do you?
1: I step forward is is everything, like, it's just slowed down before the arrow flies, right? Yep. I step forward and I kind of, like, pat myself on the back and just lower the arrow shot a little bit. just Just so it doesn't hit him where it initially struck.
0: Can you please roll for me To directly engage a threat.
1: Nine total.
0: You are able to somehow. Affect this younger version of you. You're you're not sure how or why. Or why you're even given a chance to do this. But you lower the arrow just a tiny bit. And you suddenly have a new memory from this. A new memory of where. Because you spared his life, he came back a few years later, and you had to kill him because he tried to kill you. And as soon as you remember this, you're falling again. And again, it's it's disorienting, and you don't know what's happening. and And you're very confused, and you're not sure why you can't get a good footing. And even though there's no wind, your clothes and your hair are just going every which way. And then you land again. In a bedroom. This bedroom is small, looks fairly familiar. Why don't you roll a perception check for me?
1: Well, this is convoluted. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still the least perceptive ranger ever with a 10. (laughs) Gleam, you see a little kid, maybe
0: 7 maybe eight, sleeping in a small bed. You can imagine that this is probably you. And you feel like you're standing there for maybe 20 minutes, a half hour. Nothing's really happening. You can't really move. So you can't like go explore anything like that. But then the door opens. You see your mom. She looks a little haggard. She looks like she's, you know, been having a pretty rough time. You see her walk up to the bed and just look at you for a few minutes. She is crying. Her tears are going down her cheeks. She bends down to give Little Gleam a kiss on the forehead and says, I'm sorry, little buddy. I, I, I think this is best. For, this is best for all of us as she's bending down you notice that she has a backpack on and you remember that this is this is the last night that she was in your home
1: watching this tears are beginning to like well up i know this isn't what i want but i know this is what needs to happen for me to become the hero that i am As you're telling this to yourself, you start
0: falling again, and it's the same thing, it's twisting, and while you're still trying to think about that moment, everything is happening so quickly and confusingly that you can't really dwell on any particular thought. You're falling and falling, and you land on a garage floor, and you see your dad, and your uncle. They're kind of talking in an abrasive way, not necessarily arguing. No, we have to figure out a way to control them. We need the people to obey us so that they don't go out and fuck shit up all the time. But no, that's exactly the opposite of what they need. They need someone to protect them. We're not their rulers, we're not their parents. We're not going to be giving them coke and heroin to get them addicted and dependent on us. They're dependent on us because they need a protector. And this goes back and forth and back and forth. And the same thing kind of happens again. You see King rear back to hit your dad in the face. And as he's about to rear back, you notice that in his fist, is a punching dagger. And you realize this is this is the moment. This is the moment that King took your dad away from you. And you get that same feeling again. You might be able to change the future.
1: Uh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, shit. Um, I step forward before taking a pause, and I take a deep breath in and just close my eyes. and I let it happen. Not everything has a positive change, is kind of what's just going through my mind. Guilt sitting on the back of my mind. This Knowing that this is how it happened is kind of washing that away. Knowing that Anybody could have stepped in later on. And if it didn't happen today, it could have happened any other day. That's just how the cycle works. As
0: that thought enters your head, you start free-falling again. And after a few moments, you land in your front yard from when you were a toddler. You see your dad and your mom sitting on the porch. They're having a nice little conversation. You can't really hear everything, but you do hear your dad say to his wife, I know we both know losing me would ruin you. And they both laugh. And then a young Violet Avenger walks up to the house, maybe around the age that you are right now. And... Your dad excuses himself. You hear your dad go to Violet Avenger. I know something's up. I know King might be planning something. I, listen, if, if anything happens to me, can you please, can you please just take care of my little big hero? And you hear the Violet Avenger say, yeah, of course, I'll take care of your little big hero. And you fall again. Silver Striker. You stepped through the portal and immediately you felt like you were falling. You are twisting back and forth. Everything's spinning around. There are pictures flying past you, but you can't tell what any of them are. And it feels like it's going to be forever. You're starting to get nauseous. Your head is starting to hurt. And then you land in the community center. You are sitting on the floor, like you basically landed on your ass, sitting on the floor, looking at Push-Up. And as you get up to see what's going on, Push-Up is talking on the phone. Listen, I, I know you want me to push her to be a hero, but I just don't think it's going to happen. She's, she's just not up for it. I'm pushing 60, and she can't even beat me in a spar. I, I, I know you're trying to get her to be a hero. But I don't think it's going to happen. Please roll me a perception check.
2: It's going to be 22.
0: As you hear him talking, he's looking at a computer screen. And it has a news article up that's talking about Team Nebula. There's three people in that picture. But who's that one guy? And where are you? You start falling again. And you're twisting and turning and... Experiencing a lot of things that you never thought you'd experience. And then you land on a sidewalk. On a street. And you land in front of yourself. What's strange is you're looking at yourself, but the other Silver Striker has white, milky eyes. And is just standing there, motionless. It feels like she's standing there for 20 minutes, a half hour just on the street. It's night. And then she starts walking and walks towards a familiar store that you bought that necklace at. And then she continues walking to the apartment that you know as the Team Nebula's apartment, opens the door, goes to Phoebe, and Phoebe's not super friendly towards her. And a thought crosses your mind. Is this the first time... Phoebe has seen you. You continue falling. And as you continue falling, you are starting to get nauseous again. And you're starting to get a big headache and you're super disoriented. And then you fall on the ground in a cell. And a strange looking man who is kind of like the outline of a man you can kind of perceive him but you can't perceive him it's very strange is sitting on the table and you hear well 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 a second visitor in one night and who might you be
2: are you are you him (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: you know me Interesting I had another visitor Who asked the exact same question Oh, are you Silver Striker? Interesting I took care of your teammate But maybe you'll be of some use to me he gets up from the bed he was sitting on and he reaches his hand towards your face. What do you do?
2: As I, I watch, as he comes closer to me and reaches out and I stay my ground, look at him and say, what do you want? Mr. I want to eat. And he
0: goes to touch your face and says, Rost, Silver Striker. And you're falling again. Twisting and turning and falling and you're confused and you don't know what's going on. And then you land in the living room of a small apartment that is not one that you recognize. But there are two people standing in that apartment that you do recognize. one is your father and the one is your mother your mom is standing there holding a small black mask and she's wearing a super sleek red dress you hear your dad say you're going out again again you just had like one of the most traumatic experiences of your life and you're going out again what happened to us wanting to start a family what is going to happen if you're pregnant And are you going to keep doing it? And your mom looks ashamed. She kind of looks down. I already am. And he says, what? I'm pregnant. I have to do what I'm going to do. And she puts the mask on. But you get a feeling. A feeling that you weren't expecting. That you might be able to change something. She's about to walk through the door. And your dad is looking upset and confused in this moment. Would you change anything?
2: I'm just going to sit and watch.
0: Hey, it's Kay. I've been mentioning some things happening in June, and now I can finally tell you what's going on. First off, I've already told you about two new additions to the team, Becca and Tyler. We're also starting a Twitch starting in June. We're going to be having a hobby stream every Monday where we talk about everything to do with playing TTRPGs, having interviews with various people and just hanging out. Eventually, we'll be adding more things to the channel, including different one shots and maybe even a campaign or two. We'll also be launching our YouTube channel that will be the new hub for everything us casters. It'll have some extras as well as the VODs from our Twitch. We're also revamping our Patreon, and I'll be able to tell you more about that in the next week or so. We're really excited for everything we have planned for the second half of the year, and we're all so thankful that you're here with us. All right, let's get back to the show. The two of you land in a hallway. Kala Indar is standing beside you, and you hear her say, this is not the right time oh, but we're here, so we might as well figure it out. And she looks particularly unfazed by anything that has happened in the last, however long you were in whatever you were in. But why don't the two of you roll perception checks for me?
2: 27 for me. 16, Hey.
0: You are standing in this hallway. Silver Striker, you notice immediately that while you'd never have necessarily been in this part of the building, um, this is Kellyberg University. We haven't talked about it much, but you are technically enrolled in there. This is the same kind of way that Kellyburg University looks. Looks like you might be underground. And down the hallway, you see a set of doors that have lights coming, like flashing, different colored lights flashing uh, that are like behind the door.
2: Once I notice this, I want to take a second to look both at Kala and Gleam to see if they went through something Similar to what I just did.
1: When we stepped through the portal, I definitely did not have, like, my mask or anything on, but immediately as we, like, land and we start, like, getting our bearings, I just immediately start, like, goggle up everything. Maybe you caught, like, a little uh, tear in the eye. (laughs) For,
2: like, a half second, I slowly reach out my hand as if to grasp your shoulder, and then I just kind of... I know you would not want me to acknowledge that I saw anything. So I, (laughs) I drop my hand and I say, okay, well, Kala, we're here. I think, I guess, I don't know why or when, but.
0: I don't think we're in the right time. I don't know what's going on. It might be because I did two portals in such a quick time. It took me two years to figure out how I did it the first time, so.
1: Is that how time travel normally goes? the falling and everything it was a little chaotic
0: yeah i probably should have warned you it's not a good time it's really not
1: no not at all
0: my ass hurts i like get up (laughs) sorry yeah i should have warned you anyways do we wanna see what's going on yeah let's do it shall we (laughs) as you three are walking down the hallway something very strange is happening you're completely used to the way that you move, you process the world, but that's changing. You see these waves of light. There's white, green, red, purple, blue, you know, all of these waves of light. And every time a new wave of light like reaches the door, the entirety of reality changes. Sure, there's still a building there. Sure, you're still walking. But something that is happening is like sometimes you're walking a lot more smoother than you realize you ever have before. Or sometimes it doesn't even feel like there's anything happening and it's just a black void. Sometimes it feels like you are puppeteering these bodies that look like your body. And that just keeps happening and happening and happening. And it doesn't make any sense. And you reach the door. And you see, there's like a window in the door, you see a very, very, very young, maybe 18, 19 surgeon or Dr. Cabrera, however you would like to refer her to, yelling at a woman that looks like she might be like a professor. And you hear her saying, shouldn't we turn this off? It looks like it's about to explode. And the professor says, no, Cabrera, stop. Do not turn this off. This is important research. And she's basically like furiously writing down numbers and things like that. What do you do while this
2: reality feels like it's kind of falling apart at the scenes? Should we turn that off? Cala? how does this work? Is this one of those things where did we already do these? Is there no way to know if like we already did this in the past? Is there a way we can just know what we did?
0: Oh, well, no, because if there's no historical record of it, then how will you know? I mean, your timeline isn't affected by what you're doing now because you're doing it now. But there's no way to tell until a change is actually made. But there seems to be something big happening here. Why don't you roll a history check for me? That's a 10. I got a 17. So you both remember that maybe like 19-ish years ago from your present time travel, man. From, yeah, 19 year years ago from your present, there was an explosion at Kellyburg University from a woman that was a professor who was doing experiments on, you know, where superpowers came from and all of that. And with your 17, Kyle, you actually kind of noticed the white light that comes on these waves of lights look remarkably similar to in like coloring to the x lights. Oh shit, this is x 1.0? And you also remember that this ended in a big explosion that killed a lot of people.
1: I am going to like rush in and I'm just gonna like run up to the controls and look over them, see if there's any like off switch I see. Literally a big off button. I press it. Do me a favor.
0: Can you please roll directly engage a threat. Yep, uh, 10. You press that button and the machine, which now that you're like inside the room, you can tell it very much looks like XMA is just a little clunkier. The machine completely shuts down. You're left with a strange feeling, all of you are. You're left with a feeling of smoothness. Your powers, especially you Gleam, your powers feel different. You don't know how. But something is different. And you're realizing that when people move before, it never mattered because like this was just how it was. But before, when people moved, when people did actions, everything was stilted. You did something and then another person did something and another person did something and another person did something, you know, but now it feels like everything is coming together that you can walk literally beside a person. And it's not this weird jolt of energy between each person. You feel like. You might be able to hit things better, or you might be able to do things differently than you've ever been able to do them before. And you don't know why or how. Somehow, whatever this machine was, when it exploded, it fundamentally changed the nature of reality.
1: I uh, turn and look at the young Dr. Cabrera and the other scientists. I'm like, hey, sorry about that. We just got a call down at uh, HQ that said something was going a little crazy. So <laughs> we had to. Uh, coming i think we found the source of the craziness right yeah are you
0: you're trying to specifically talk to them you want them to notice you
1: yeah yeah i'm just like hey sorry about that guys this
0: is a little bit weird so i'm gonna introduce a custom move two masks that um i was not planning on putting out yet um <laughs> but here it is this is called open the veil And what it is, is when there are some time things or you're trying to convince a person of, you know, a changed timeline or that you're from the future or something like that, you have to open the veil. This is an interesting situation because this is not what I was expecting you to use open the veil for, but this is what it is. Um, So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus freak.
1: Oh, great. I have a minus one to that. What up? Uh, That's a
0: four. They don't notice you at all and they're a little confused as to what happened and they're arguing with each other and as they're arguing the two of you start falling again but you're kind of falling together and it doesn't feel as tumultuous and Kala is with you as well you three land on a busy street there are cars zooming past you there's all of this stuff happening because you know you just went through all of this and now all of a sudden you're in the middle of a street you're having to dodge cars. You're having to, you know, figure out how to get out of the way until one car in particular comes zooming towards you, swerves out of the way. And you see that there's someone with like half of their body out of the the car shooting a gun above you. And you see a few people. You see these people running or flying, depending on who they are, what is happening um, towards this car. And they're kind of like trying to stop this car and they zoom past you. What do you do?
2: Were any of these people running at, say, super speed?
0: No. One of them was wearing a red dress with a little black mask and kind of ice skating in the middle of the air. Think like Frozone style. And she has a sword and she's yelling at another person who's like shooting psychic blasts from their forehead towards the car but keeps missing them and there is a another person who is running as fast as he can who does not look like he's equipped to run as fast as he can who's wearing like a suit and tie but in like a goofy superhero way.
2: I when I see this I'm just going to quickly I turn to gleam uh, uh, uh that and I start running after them.
1: Okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah.
0: Fine. Kala follows along. Um, and as you're running, I mean, the thing is like, sure, this car is going a little fast, but it has to swerve back and forth. So you're, it's not that hard to keep up with them. As you're running, you see a woman who also has a mask on. She has like blonde hair running perpendicular to the car and she throws out her hand and like 20 clones of herself just come streaking towards the car, basically just slams their bodies into the car and stops the car. And the four of them all like converge together.
2: As Gleam, Kala, and I are running, I'm just going to like, I'm just like, guys, only code names. Just trust me for now, only code names.
1: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: All right. And then as we catch up, we presumably watch this car crash.
0: Yeah. Are you walking towards the superheroes?
2: I know I'm the one who started this like chase after them, but as soon as we get close, I kind of let Gleam catch up to me and then I fall a half step behind.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. You guys, you guys got this one handled.
0: (sighs) as you say that you can hear that they're kind of arguing with each other and you hear uh, the woman in the red dress say, DDD. We told you we had this handled. You didn't have to come. You're not part of the team. Go do your own thing. Why do you have to bother us? DDD, who is the girl that like cloned herself, she says, did you really have it handled? Because clearly I'm the one that had it handled. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. The one that was shooting like psychic blasts kind of laughs at what DDD says. And the one in the suit and tie looks very tired and is not paying attention to the conversation at all. As you say that, you see the woman in the red dress and the psychic glass guy whip around and say, "Who the hell are you?"
1: Oh, hey, um, yeah, sorry, I, I'm Gleam. This is, uh, this is Silver Striker, and this is our, our friend Kala. We we're just, uh, doing patrols. We saw you guys rushing after this car, and we were like, "Hey, let's get in on the action, right?" Yeah.
0: They all just kind of give you a really confused, concerned look. They're all just like, okay, <laughs> uh, and don't really pay you any mind. Guys, anything? I, I, I don't know what to do
1: here.
2: Permission to do something maybe really dumb and crazy.
1: Permission granted, that's kind of like my thing. Don't don't ruin the timeline, but like, whatever.
2: I, uh, I have some questions for you guys. I have some names. I want to know if they ring any bells to you. Linda. Carmichael or Russo mean anything to you? The girl that cloned herself was
0: not really paying attention to you, but as soon as you say Linda, she whips her head around and says, who the fuck
2: are you? Okay, well, one of those landed there. What about the other names? Specifically me looking at the guy in the suit.
0: The guy in the suit and tie? Mm-hmm. He just looks like a little confused that you're asking about maybe a couple of people who he knows
2: the secret identity of,
0: but uh, none of the other ones really react that much, just DDD
2: Okay. well, what's the situation here? Who's the leader of this group? DDD, you're obviously disconnected to some extent.
0: I'm the lady in red. I'm not sure who you are. I'm not sure what you're doing, but you have some explaining to do, and if you don't, we we will be duking it out.
2: Ah, God, can I walk over to her? She has a
0: thin sword that she's kind of like keeping at arm's length to you, but there is definitely room for you to walk towards her.
2: Does the sword look familiar? It does. I'm going to reach behind my back and take off my little belt that would be carrying my sheath, and I hold it out as if to hand it to her, and then. I just want to, only eye contact with her, pull my mask back.
0: Oh my god, okay. She looks at the the sheath with the sword. She looks at you. Okay, what? Okay. Guys, this girl looks like a younger version of me, right? Is that what's happening? Are you like somehow from my past? What is happening?
2: This is weird. Um. No, we're professionals. Shh, I can't even ask you that question. You wouldn't know. How long have you been in the hero business? How long do you plan on staying in the hero business?
0: And there's a long pause. She's kind of like trying to process something that she's literally not able to process because she doesn't have any information of what's happening. Yeah. No, we need to. Okay, guys, I don't think they're going to hurt us, but like we need to go to a different place than in the middle of the street to figure this out. And she kind of like flicks her sword towards the three of you and says, follow us. Don't do anything stupid. And maybe we'll give you information if you want it.
2: I put my mask back down put my belt back on and I just kind of turn to look at Gleam and Kala and I'm not always necessarily a composed person but I'm normally more or less put together but I am I am I am so lost and I don't know how I should be acting I don't know how I want to be acting I don't know how I should be acting
1: hey Kala on a scale of like one to eleven how much of a time oopsie did we just make right now I do not know. <laughs>
0: and she just laughs. Uh, She's a little shocked that this just happened. Oh, fuck. Cool. Okay. So they take you to a place that is like, it takes maybe like an hour to get there. So it's like kind of across the city. The city is looks familiar. You know, it looks like you've been to the places that you're going before and you are actually heading towards the mills. You do know that back then it was more lively. It had more factories that were still like moving and stuff around this time, around like the early 2000s. Of course, you don't know exactly what the date is right now, but around the early 2000s is when the factory started going out of business um, and things kind of started going downhill for the mills. But they take you to a place that looks like it's newly abandoned. It's not that bad of a building, but it's definitely empty and dusty. They take you to a place that is like it looks like a base of some sort, but not necessarily like an official base. Maybe a secret base while they have like their pair base or like something like that. As they're walking, do you guys talk at all? Do you guys say anything? Um, they're gonna be silent to you unless you speak to them because they don't know how to handle what is happening.
1: Have you guys ever considered like building up in the rafters? Low floor plan design. It, it's honestly pretty dope. You can get some cool like trap setups and Things like that, just in case, you know?
2: Yeah, none of them answer. (laughs) I just start taking off my, like, superhero cut-up. I take off my mask. I take off my jacket. And I'm just putting it down. I'm, like, folding stuff up, making it nice, and I'm putting it down on a table. And, like, the whole time, I am just still looking at the lady in red. The guy in the uh, suit looks at you guys and says...
0: So you're just you're making to yourself at home. That's great. Good for you, bud. Good for you. Are you sure? Are you lying? And the psychic blast guy says, <laughs> yeah, this is really wild. And I'm kind of enjoying it. This is a lot of fun. The other two are not saying anything.
2: I'd like to walk back over to the lady in red. I have not yet taken off my gauntlet or my bracer, which doubles both as my holder for my throwing knives, but also protect my arm when i'm using a short bow it's more for show than for practical use outside of combat but i take it off and i show the burn mark on my arm i don't i never had superpowers and then i did and you always supported me but you were so excited you obviously cared that i got burned and you wanted to make sure i was okay but you were really excited that i finally had some superpowers i never knew you had i never even knew you were a hero again i don't know you what
0: you need to explain who you are before you come having some monologues
2: i'm not from your past i'm not from the past i'm from the future and i'm from your future
0: please if you will Roll the very first official roll of masks only. Please roll to move the veil. That's a seven. So you're trying to tell me that the three of you are from the future. Okay. And sure, you look like me. But how are we supposed to know that you're actually from the future? Prove it. Do something to prove it. So... The event happened on April 20th, uh, 2002. Uh, I believe we're in 2002, but there's no way for us to, to tell the date without asking someone. And she kind of just looks over at Lady in Red like, can you tell us the date, please?
2: Wait, we're in April 2002? Yeah, uh, it's April 17th. You, You're probably about a month or two pregnant by now.
0: She kind of looks around at everyone, looks at you for a second, really suspicious still, and then says, surprise. The other three say, like, uh, you know, what type of thing? Like, you know, all really confused and surprised. And DDD says, well, I mean, <laughs> congratulations, I guess. This is a little bit too much for me. So let's stop talking about personal things before I go into
1: a pit and die why are you here so in the grand scheme of things there's a pretty big bad dude that's about to do something horrible and it kind of super fucked up the future giant hamsters demons massive massive problems and we're trying to make sure none of that ever happens
0: Fully blank stares. You just mentioned demons and giant hamsters. Fully, fully blank stares. None of them really know what to say to that.
2: Yeah. I hope you and I can figure it out together, Mom. Literally
0: stop. I can't handle this. And she just walks away. Walks away. The psychic blasts guy says, "Well, <laughs> this is interesting." So who are you looking for? How can we help? Why are you here? You know, what's happening?
2: Well, I don't think we were trying to be here. I I just kind of look at Kala. I'm like signaling to her take over this conversation. I'm processing.
0: Kala looks at you and says, well, we were meant to be around this time because I feel like this is when things went sour. Here's the thing. There is a villain who's going to try to kill the president when he comes and visits on the 20th. Whatever happened, it caused a lot of bad things, so we're trying to stop that. And so we're looking for that villain. And she kind of looks at you two, kind of searching for a signal of, should I tell them who it is? Just do
1: it. They probably know something.
0: And the villain's name is Mister. And the three people that are here... The lady in red is still off a bit the three people that are here look at each other kind of shake their heads and all of them say we have no idea who that is
1: well i mean it looks like we all can find out together i'm sensing a superhero team up here and (laughs) guys we could save the future it could be great
0: psychic blast guy says you know what I completely agree with you and goes to shake your hand and says the name's Maneer and and you know shakes your hand and um goes to Silver and shakes your hand DDD looks at you three and goes I mean I guess <laughs> what else is there to do and the man in the suit says my name's the hypnotist and sure why not this is all really weird I thought I was weird this is all really weird let's just do it